Copper debt market has grown significantly in the last decade. Total outstanding debt reached 150 billion Sing dollars as at end 2017, as Singapore's debt market continued to grow in 2021 with around 25 billion of corporate bonds issued in the same year. Hi, I'm Sarah Chia from Bond Supermart. Welcome to another episode of our podcast series where we share with you about new bond issues and hold discussions on the fixed income market. So just in these few months of 2022 alone, the new Sing dollar bond issuances are worth about 6.8 billion, of which a majority, uh, 5.3 billion, were priced from March to May after the Fed's uh, March meeting, where they announced their first rate hike since 2018. So with the rising rate, we invited fixed income analyst Wang Hongwei from IFAS Singapore to outline the things to look out for in the Sing dollar bond issuance market. Hi Sarah, thanks for having me on this episode. So let's start off with the current Sing dollar bond market outlook. What are your thoughts? Sure, so I think the Sing dollar bond market has seen quite a number of new issuance mm. lately, particularly yeah. in April as issuers are looking to price new bonds ahead of the Fed rate hike in May. As such, a lot of these issuers are actually raising funds to recapitalize or to refinance their existing borrowings um, before interest rates rise further in the future. So far, we have seen quite a number of familiar names among investors, such as Asunda's Re, Capitaline Investments, Singpros, and NTUC Fairprice, yeah. issuing bonds in the past two months, with most of them having a medium-term tenure of about five to seven years. So we estimate that there are approximately $18.4 billion of Sing dollar bonds that are either callable or maturing this year. Uh, that's excluding certificates of deposits, Singapore government bonds, as well as treasury bills. Uh, meanwhile, there are only about $6.8 billion of Sing dollar bonds issued year-to-date. And even though a lot of these companies have refinanced in the past two years uh, due to the general low interest rate environment, we should still note that companies will want to roll over their short-term borrowings so as to extend their average debt maturities, and they should continue to look for refinancing options this year. Well, do you think that the Sing dollar bond insurance market... Um We'll still be busy moving forward because what I've noticed is that yeah, after you know the flurry of new issues in April, it has really slowed down significantly. Yep. So um, I think so far in May we have seen quite a huge drop in issuance volume as compared to March as far as April, mm. and I think that that's mainly due to two main reasons. So firstly, following the Fed's announcement to hike rates by fifty basis points earlier this month. We have seen the five-year swap offer rates rising by approximately 12 basis points in just the past few weeks alone. So this implies that companies' cost of borrowing have also increased as they usually price bonds relative to the benchmark swap offer rate. And some of the companies might have to reassess their refinancing options. And second reason is that closer towards end April, um, companies actually start to announce their financial results. And as we approach this corporate earnings season, Mm -hmm. uh, issuance volume tends to be a bit more lighter. Uh, following this blackout period, we could potentially see a return of bond issuance within the market itself. Can, can I just ask, so this mm. blackout period, what is this? Why why is this so? Yeah, sure. So um, usually companies will try to avoid issuing securities yeah. a few weeks before they announce their earnings. Uh, mainly, they, mainly it's because they want to give investors a bit more clarity on the upcoming financial performances or to take note of any changes to their current risk, capital management practices, as well as forward guidance before investors can decide on whether to purchase or to subscribe to their new securities. 
Otherwise, if there are like material differences between the information published mm. uh, within the offering related disclosures, as well as their subsequently announced results, then this might have a negative consequence on both the issuer as well as the underwriter. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Um, sorry. So back to the issuance market. Yeah, sure. So um, we see that the recent market volatility following the Russia-Ukraine conflict, inflationary pressures, as well as concerns. Um, surrounding the slowing economic conditions have mm. resulted in a decline in high yield bond issuances across various markets. Mm. Uh, but I still think that the Sing dollar bond market is generally made up of pretty stable issuer names, especially among the domestic linked entities that investors usually find comfort in. So the demand for new Sing dollar bond issuances uh, in May, such as NTUC FedPrice as well as Mingtai Holdings, still remains strong. As such, bond issuers should still capitalize on the strong investor appetite to issue bonds in the near term before interest rates rise further and the bond market becomes less conducive for corporations to tap into. You know, Hongwei, I think it's very exciting to see all these new issues coming up. You know, for us, it's also it's a busy time, right? With all mm. these coming up, you've got more to talk about, you've got more to, for us on social media, we've got more to post about as well. But the fact is that we are in a rate hike cycle. Is it really a good time for, for investors to be going in? And you mentioned it's a good time for bond issuers to raise funds before um, interest rates go up um, mm. even further. But you know, as with everything in the market, you've, you've got a buy late, you've got a sell late. So mm. should investors really be buying? Um, I think that investors should actually keep a lookout for new bond IPOs in the market, especially with rising yields across the curve. Uh, most of the issuances are actually priced at more attractive levels as compared to the existing secondary market bonds. So, for example, recently, Wingtai Holdings just issued a 2027 mm. bond at a final price of 4.1%. So, compared to its existing 2030 bond that has a yield to maturity of approximately 3.9%, the newly priced issuance has higher yields despite um, having a shorter time to maturity. But why are these new issues more attractive than a secondary market? I mean, is it because the market isn't catching up um, in terms of these rising interest rate expectations? Yep. So I think uh, new issues are generally priced on benchmark interest rates, yeah. credit metrics, as well as the overall macroeconomic environment. So with rising interest rates, the Singapore benchmark rates like the swap offer rate, as well as the Singapore overnight rate average have also increased. And besides that, the recent market volatility due to the Russia-Ukraine conflict and fears of slowing economic growth mm. has resulted in the widening of credit spreads across the Asian high yield as well as investment-grade markets uh, in recent months. And as such, the new issuances are priced at higher use relative to their existing secondary market bonds. Okay. Um, so moving away from the market outlook, can you share with us the next trend that we should look at? Yeah, sure. So I think that um, one thing investors should take note of is the rising trend for ESG bonds, which stands for Environmental, Social and Governance mm. uh, within the Sing dollar bond market. So ESG bonds are generally divided into four main categories, green, social, sustainability, as well as sustainability linked. So green and social bonds are usually earmarked for specific purposes, such as for environmental or climate projects, or for projects that generally involve positive impacts, such mm-hmm. as um, providing access to essential services, healthcare, as well as basic infrastructure. Uh, sustainability bonds usually comprise of a mix of both green and social objectives. And lastly, for sustainability-linked bonds, they are usually linked to uh, what we call sustainability performance targets, or SPTs in short. 
And usually failure to achieve such targets could result in penalties such as coupon stepouts for these uh, kinds of issuers. So unlike green and social bonds, uh, typically sustainability linked bonds are not linked to specific projects. So in some cases, um, issuers might actually price these ESG bonds below its yield curve due to the premium related to these kinds of bonds. And uh, therefore, they actually price them at lower yields compared to their plain vanilla bonds. Mm. Uh, however, so far in the Sing dollar market, we have not really witnessed a significant ESG premium as recent ESG issuances are still priced at rather attractive levels relative to the existing vanilla bonds. Oh, very lucky for us. Yeah. Um, well, we also recently did a episode on um, ESG investing with our fixed income analyst, um, Jackson. So interested uh, listeners can check out that episode for another or more detailed explanation on ESG bonds. Um, Hongwei, are there specific bonds or issuers that you can highlight um, within this ESG crowd? Mm, sure. So perhaps I can just highlight more about sustainability linked bonds because of the embedded features within them. Yeah, I think they're so, quite interesting also. Mm-hmm. So in April, there were two sustainability linked bonds. Uh, Semcorp Industries issued a 2029 sustainability linked bond at 3.735%, while Escort Residence Trust also issued a 2027 sustainability linked bond at 3.63% with a credit rating of triple B- by S&P. Mm. So if we were to look at the pricing supplements of these bonds, uh, both of them have what we call sustainability performance targets embedded in them. So if the issuers actually fail to meet these targets by the observation date, then there will be a one-time coupon step-up of 25 basis points. So ESG bond issuances in the Sing dollar market are pretty notable in recent months, uh, with roughly 29% of Sing dollar issuance volume being ESG-related. Do you think ESG bonds are going to continue to grow? the Sing dollar market? Uh, yeah, I think that ESG bonds will remain mm. as a crucial part of the Sing dollar bond market as the investor base in ESG bonds have grown pretty substantially over the years. So recently, Singapore has also introduced more initiatives mm. uh, regarding the issuance of ESG bonds. So for example, the Ministry of Finance recently just announced that Singapore will be issuing $35 billion of green bonds by 2030 so as to fund public sector green projects. And these new issuances will primarily come from government as well as state boards. And besides that, the MAS also introduced um, the Sustainable Bond Grant Scheme back in 2017, where ESG bond issuers can apply for the grant to help reduce their overall um, borrowing costs by deferring these additional expenses relating to external reviews as well as framework. So issuers are then able to achieve pricing advantage through the scheme. And therefore, as more investors demand accountability from corporations to become more sustainable, alongside with these initiatives from the government and central bank, I think that ESG bonds will become a mainstream part of the dollar bond market. You mentioned investors who are demanding more accountability. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel like, are, are you one of them? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say so. And I think that um, more investors are also paying closer attention to a company's ESG practices mm. as they could have a major impact on uh, both its top and bottom line growth. Mm. So for example, a company could actually attract more businesses or clients by offering more sustainable products, especially when more corporations are trying to play their part in ensuring that their supply chains, mm. uh, ranging from their suppliers, manufacturers, uh, to distributors are also um, sustainable and ESG compliant. And besides that, uh, investors think that companies with good ESG practices 
uh, tend to be less risky since they are committed to adhere to sustainability regulations and frameworks. And as such, besides the government and policymakers who play a huge role uh, in terms of ensuring a sustainable future, companies should also look at their own ESG standards in order to thrive towards a better future for the world other than the reasons that I've mentioned earlier. Wow, good speech. Uh, well, it seems like ESG bonds are going to continue to remain relevant in the Sing dollar bond market. And uh, investors can also keep a lookout for new Sing dollar bond issuances that might be more attractive than the existing secondary bond uh, market bonds. Yep, so uh, we also do cover these new bond issues and IPOs within our own issuer mm. coverage list. So investors who are interested in them can actually visit our Bond Supermart website to find out more. Oh, thank you for the plug. And thank you for sharing these insights with us today, Hongwei. Sure, it's my pleasure. This episode was brought to you by Bond Supermart. I'm Sarah Chia and our guest speaker with us today is Wang Hongwei, Fixed Income Analyst at IFAS Singapore. Follow Bond Supermart on Twitter, Facebook and Telegram to get first-hand updates on new bond issues, credit updates and special events. For bond information and articles, visit our website, bondsupermart.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.